Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. The title of the message today is Be Faithful. So if you have your Bibles open, let's read 1 Corinthians 4.1 together. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mystery of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Uh, One of the primary requirements to accomplish God's purposes in your life is being a faithful steward. And and this is what Paul's telling the Christians at the church there in Corinth. And, uh, you know, as I think about faithfulness, I don't really hear that word in our culture. In fact, uh, you know, there's a large segment of the culture that kind of pushes the opposite, right? If you're in love with someone, don't commit to them and, and, you know, like, get married, uh, just shack up, right? You don't need to be faithful. When you get sick of them, get a new one, right? And, and uh, faithfulness is not something that our culture teaches, but it is something that the Bible teaches. And just faithfulness is not a thing in our society, and I'm not sure exactly how they push unfaithfulness, but, I mean, basically, I think being unfaithful is directly connected to being selfish and self-centered, and being faithful is directly connected <coughs> to being a person who is committed to commitments in life, commitment to God, commitment to relationships, commitment to the Lord, and and those things. Now, that's what the Bible says in Proverbs 28, 20, a faithful man will abound in blessings. That just makes sense, right? If you're faithfully committed to whatever it is, your relationships, to your friends, to your spouse, to your kids, to your uh, employer, right, things are going to go well, right? If uh, generally someone stays at the same job for a long time and works hard and is faithful, then the boss wants to promote them and give them raises, right? Why? Because the boss is lazy and he wants to get somebody else to do his work. So, I mean, but that's just the reality of of how it works. But when you jump around and you don't commit to anything, it's not as fruitful. Now, throughout the Bible, when we look at people uh, who are described as people who serve God, we see that uh, Paul said to Timothy in uh, 2 Timothy 2.2, he said, all things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So uh, Paul tells Timothy, you need to find people who are faithful and commit the gospel to them. They can share it with the next generation. That was 2,000 years ago. So one of the primary requirements to be used by the Lord is to be faithful. And then in Colossians 4.7, he said, Tychicus, uh, the beloved brethren and faithful minister and fellow servant of the Lord will tell you of all the news about me. And I'm sending him to you for this very purpose with Omnisimus, a faithful and beloved brethren. So Paul describes these men who serve the Lord as faithful. Notice he, he, he could have said the brilliant one or the amazingly intelligent one, but he said faithful one. In Colossians 1.7, he says, as you, know, uh, as you also learn from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. Now, I'm so thankful that those in the early church understood about faithfulness because 
we probably wouldn't be here today if they didn't, right? I mean, they were faithful to share the gospel with the next generation. And when you look at people even way back before the early church, uh, Moses, when the Bible describes Moses, uh, it says in Numbers 12, 7, my servant Moses, he is faithful in all my house. So Moses was faithful. That's how God chose to describe him. Daniel, in Daniel 6, 4, he says, but they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful. Uh, in First in, uh, Corinthians 4, uh, Timothy was described there in verse 17. For this reason I have sent to you Timothy, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord. So you get this idea that God is wanting to work in us, in our spiritual growth, faithfulness. That's part of it. Commitment. Now, Christians in the church in Corinth were judging people uh, and judging their spiritual maturity incorrectly. They didn't look at faithfulness as something that was to be esteemed. They were looking at other things. Now, uh, one of the things that God judges us by and is going to judge us when we get to heaven by is faithfulness. And that's what he's talking about in verse 2 when he says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. So, basically, Paul is saying to those Christians that we are stewards, which is an overseer or a manager, uh, and that we're to manage or oversee what God's entrusted us. Now, you might think, what has God entrusted to you? Well, your being, right? Who you are, your person, your mind, your talent, uh, your resources, your, all, all that you have. Now, God created you with a unique design to accomplish specific things in this life. Now, when you think about your life, why am I here? Where did I come from? What should I be doing with my life? Um, the, Paul tells us, and he tells the church there in 1 Corinthians 4, 7, he said, who makes you different from one another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? So Paul is teaching that every good thing in your life, your intellectual capacity, your talent, your skill, your physical abilities, all of that, your knowledge of God, your spiritual gifts, all of those things come to you as a gift from God. So he's saying to those Christians there, don't boast about that. That's what carnal Christians do. They say, look how spiritual I am, right? I know this or I know that. They were boasting about their spiritual gifts or their spiritual insights and uh, as if they didn't receive it from God. But you need to recognize that for all of us as believers, all the, every good thing in our life comes from God. And in James 1, he says the same thing. James says in verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Now, why does the Bible tell us this over and over again that everything good comes from God? Well, because we all have a tendency to think that when we make a good decision and we do good things, that it's because of our innate brilliance, right? But in reality, where did you get what you have and who created your brain that to, to have the capacity to make the decisions that you do to do good, right? And, and you just think about that. Now, some people have a hard time comprehending that, that you didn't order up the brain you got when you were a baby in the womb, right? You didn't say to your mom, hey, I want an IQ of 140, right? Did anybody do that? I mean, we don't do that, we, right? What we have is what we have. Now, Paul is saying to the Christians there, you need to be aware that God created you. So in verse 7, uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 7, he says, for who makes you different from the other? Now think about this. Why are you different from the person sitting next to you? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? And so Paul is saying, we're all gifted differently, you know, spiritually, spiritual gifts, spiritual abilities, our natural, physical, uh, mental, intellectual, all those things, right? We're all different. But what really matters in the long run is not your gifts or your talents, 
But Paul is saying it's how faithful you are with what God has given you. And that's the point of this thing. And when you think about uh, God's work in your life, faithfulness is a key ingredient to accomplishing God's purposes. Now you think about people that we know, uh, like Billy Graham. Billy Graham was faithful to the Lord. Now, but when Billy Graham went to heaven, and, you know, he's in heaven now, when he got there, God wasn't like, okay, Billy, let's count up all the stadiums and the hundreds of thousands of people that accepted Jesus, and you get rewarded on every hundred thousand people that you saved, right? That's not how he's going to get rewarded, right? God's going to judge Billy Graham based on how faithful he was to do what God told him to do, right? I'm sure there were times when Billy was 70 that he didn't want to go to the stadium and and, you know, preach. I'm sure there are times we tired, like, let's grab some cake. I mean, I don't know. But, but he did it, right? He was faithful. And when you think about your life, it's good for us to think about what does God want us to do, but then what has God given us, and then are we being faithful to it? And that's what God wants us to be faithful, because our culture pushes, hey, be unfaithful, right? In fact, if you watch most movies or daytime soap operas, I mean, they could just put unfaithful in the title of whatever movie it is or whatever show's on, because that's what they push. Hey, just dump them, right? Now, uh, Susan, uh, Susanna Wesley uh, was the youngest of 25 children, and she thought her mom was crazy because her mom had 25 children, and so Susanna Wesley vowed, I am not having 25 children, so she stopped at 19, and uh, <laughs> she said that sometimes life was crazy having 19 children. She would put her apron over her head and just pray and tell her kids, don't bother me, I'm praying, you know, uh, but she was faithful to do what God called her to do, that she was faithful to teach her kids the scriptures. Uh, when they were two years old, she had them start memorizing scripture and learning the word of God. And in her faithfulness of what God called her to do, it had a huge impact uh, on the world through uh, two of her uh, sons, John Wesley and Charles Wesley. Uh, one of them was the founder of the Methodist Church, and she taught them the word of God. She faithfully, 19 of them. Now, my son has one kid, and I had three, and and, you know, I thought three was hard. And at times I'd come home from work. My wife was crying. And she was like, I'm like, what's the matter? And she'd point to them, them. You know, I was just like. And, and so she was like, wow, three's hard. I can't imagine 19. But, but she was faithful to do what God called her to do, to teach her kids God's word. And I think for all of us, we think, well, what does God call me to be faithful to? Well, maybe you're a parent. Maybe you have kids. And God wants you to faithfully teach your kids his word because the world wants to teach your kids unfaithfulness, lawlessness. Basically, that's what the world wants to teach is lawlessness. Do what you want and it'll all work out. But the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 6, 5, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I have commanded you today shall be in your heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your children. That means diligently. That means with every ounce of determination to teach your children. That, and you shall talk of uh, of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. So as parents, we are responsible to be faithful to teach our children, right, God's word, to teach them the truth about God's word. And when my kids were little, I would pray with them every night when they went to bed and I'd read a little Bible story with them. Now here's the thing, I didn't want to do it every night, especially on Monday nights when Monday night football was on. And I was like, oh, and I'd tell my wife, you go pray with them. She's like, no, they want you. And they'd be in there screaming and yelling. And unless I went in there and prayed with them and read the Bible, they wouldn't, well, because their mom told them that. Anyway, I think she like, hey, just make a fuss till he comes and then he'll come. Anyway, but, uh, right? And then they were old enough to read their own Bible. Then I'd have them read their own Bible. And every morning before breakfast, we'd read God's Word and pray together. And then I would tell them, look, you can't eat physical food until you eat some spiritual food. And so one morning I saw one of my sons, he was at the kitchen table, and he had a spoon of cereal, and he had it right here in front of his mouth. And I said, you read your Bible? He's like, no. He dropped the spoon, went and got his Bible and read it, right? Because I said, look, you know, 
your physical body is going to get nourishment. You're an American. One day you're going to be 50 pounds overweight. I mean, it, it'll be, it's just going to happen. But your spiritual life, on the other hand, you know, who knows? So uh, I had to memorize scripture, and, and uh, we regularly talked about the Lord and loving God and serving people and being a servant. You want to be great in God's kingdom? Learn to be a servant. I would teach them at school, okay, when you go to school today, you want to be a great person in the kingdom of God, you need to serve people. So on the way home from school, I'd ask them, who'd you serve today? Well, I, get, I loaned a person a pencil. Well, I held the door open for somebody. You know, and so we just would teach them that God wants us to be servants and to love people and bless people. Now, God has made us all different, so everybody has a different role. And maybe you don't have kids. Maybe that's not what God's called you to be faithful to. But wherever you're at, whatever you do, whether you're in the medical field or you're an electrician or a carpenter or you're a school teacher, whatever it is, God wants you to be faithful with what he's entrusted you wherever you're at. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will